Good day, viewers and listeners. I am your host, Big Law Lawrence Johnson, and welcome to Locked On Virginia Cavaliers podcast, the first place to come to get your Wahoo fix every day as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This episode of Locked On Virginia is brought to you by Sling TV. Sling has something for everyone, especially when it comes to college football coverage with a massive lineup of games across the ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12, and SEC. I can always catch the games I want on Sling, and now you can too. Check out Sling TV now to see the massive lineup of, of games they have all season long. Sling, the TV you love for the price you'll love. Try it today. So yes, everybody, we are back at it. This is uh, the Thursday's episode, 1130, 2022 of Locked On Virginia. And this is the last day of November. How about it? December officially starts tomorrow, and this year has flown by. And uh, I have some I have a, a full show today, and I'm going to jump right into it. Uh, first, I want to uh, get the news out about uh, the funeral today is the last uh, young man we're going to put to rest um, for the tragedy at the University of Virginia, Lavelle Davis, who we put to rest in North Charleston. Uh, in South Carolina uh, this afternoon. Uh, so you'll have a celebration of life uh, for him, and he'll be laid to rest. So we'll um, make sure to, you know, still keep you guys up to date on everything when it comes to that. But, yes, he is uh, being put to rest. So um, I will, you know, give you guys all the information you need. And, um, I, you know, I, as much as, you know, I'm, I'm talking about it and, 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 you know, it is really at this point, you know, we got to try to get to the healing part. That's where we are. That's where I am. I'm just trying to recover, but, um, this will at least bring some closure, some closure to, 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 you know, and put these men, you know, all of them finally uh, to rest. And that's kind of where I am with it. But um, North Charleston, South Carolina, they will lay the young man to rest. And um, shout out to Robert Kraft again. Just letting, you know, I guess they have a bye week this week. And he's letting, you know, the team use the New England Patriots to fishing jet to, or plane to fly around to all the, uh, funerals um as a team so shout out to him kudos to robert Kraft and the new england patriots uh organization god bless you guys appreciate what you do so going on um moving to the next topic uh sticking with football uh some good news here uh of course yesterday was senior day they did their own kind of a personal senior day uh between you know, uh, the parents and the player, you know, the parents and the players and the coaches uh, just honoring the seniors, you know, who have, um, you know, who, who have given everything that they have, you know, to this university. And, you know, and I you know we had, we had a, a, a decent amount of seniors on the program as well. A lot of guys are eligible to leave. And I don't know how many guys are going to stay. Of course, also, 
the transfer transfer portal has opened up, which is uh, another prospect uh, scary for uh, University of Virginia based off of what's going on. I, I anticipated a, a, a pretty good exodus uh, players leaving University of Virginia just based off of uh, based off a few things, you know, and we'll probably get into some of that information, you know, the closer it gets and, you know, when some things happen. But, you know, based off of how the year went, based off of some of the things that were happening, you know, during the year with, you know, some of the losing and some of the changeover and all that. Then, of course, you, you, you throw on a, something that's unimaginable with a tragedy like this. You know, I, I, I'll, you know, I, I, I can't blame young men for trying to just run away from this situation, just trying to get away and start fresh somewhere else. So um, I'm hoping, you know, that there's not a huge exodus, but, you know, I, I got to be realistic about it. And, and I'm thinking that, you know, it's it's probably going to be uh, pretty significant, you know, as far as some players that are leaving. We already have, you know, a ton of seniors that are uh, actually out of eligibility and are going to leave as well. But what I'd like to do is uh, give you guys uh, some good news, you know, about the first team, second team, and third team, all ACC uh, postseason. Uh, how about Anthony Johnson was the lone Oahu who was the uh, – uh, lone, like I said, the lone Wahoo on the first team, uh, cornerback. He led the, or excuse me, he was second in the, in the ACC. And, uh, shout out to him. He's a senior member, grad transfer. Actually came over from, uh, Louisville and, um, struggled a little bit last year, but came in this year. This system seemed like it fit him like a glove and had, uh, an incredible year. After that, uh, second teams, we had three guys. Guys on the second team, about my man Fentrell Cypress Jr., who actually led the ACC in PBUs. So you know this, this defense really played tough, uh, kept this team in a lot of games. But Fentrell Cypress, second team All ACC, uh, also second team All ACC is the tackling machine, Mr. Nick Jackson himself, um, uh, and of course um, we're talking about Fentrell Cypress, Nick Jackson. Coaches uh wanting them guys to come back as well, but Nick Jackson, second team, uh, always up there as far as uh, most tackles in a uh, in a season. So Nick Jackson is uh, on the second team as well. Then you also have punter uh, Daniel Sparks, who was a transfer uh, in as well, uh, became second team ACC. He's done did a hell of a job punting this team um, out of trouble. Uh, you know, all season because the offense just couldn't get going. And he had a tough job, kept putting these guys out of uh, out of trouble, you know. Um, but uh, great job uh, by Daniel Sparks. He's the second team. We got one third-team player, of course. It's Keaton Thompson, um, the most versatile player on the team, uh, on the offensive end. Uh, played three, four more positions throughout his career at the University of Virginia uh, once he got on the field. And he'll probably have, you know, a great uh, professional career as well, based off his size, speed, and everything else. Uh, he was 13, all ACC. Uh, was first team, uh, I believe, all ACC preseason. So uh, he kind of held some of that up, you know, where he was an exceptional player. Uh, and then we also had a couple of honorable mentions. And I think one of these guys, who Chico Bennett, 
and Aaron Famui were the uh, honorable mentions. I think Chico Bennett should have been further up there. He was one of the leading sackers in the ACC, and uh, I think they kind of missed the boat on him a little bit. Remember, he was a transfer over from Georgia um, Tech and got here and, and did a heck of a job and was the ACC Defensive Lineman of the Week uh, twice. And, you know, but great job by those Wahoos for this year. Most difficult years ever, man, that you could go through. But these guys still uh, did their jobs, prospered, and uh, was uh, elite in the uh, in the conference. So shout out to all those guys. And uh, for the ones that are eligible to come back, please come back to University of Virginia. Please don't make me get on my knees and beg, but please come back and play for the school. But um, shout out to them and shout out to uh, all the seniors as well for all of that, de- that they've done for the University of Virginia. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to best soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're we're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today to use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. So, yes, everyone, uh, just finishing up with the football, the team, and... um, we will see what happens, okay? Going into the offseason, we do have our, uh, what you call it, coming up as well. Um, recruiting, uh, we got some some uh, visits, big visits coming up. Uh, we, had, we had one person to decommit, uh, you know, I can't blame, you know, anyone for that, but uh, we did have one decommit and we'll, you guys up to date on who commits and decommits, but we'll see who commits uh, with this busy week, a uh, few weeks coming up here. Uh, we're talking about uh, players coming in, uh, but let's get to some uh, some other great news as well. Um, how about University of Virginia women's team? They play tonight in the other end of the ACC Big Ten Challenge. And they have the Lady Lions of Penn State. Now, the Lady Lions of Penn State are undefeated as well. They are 7-0. And they play, uh, like I said, our uh, Lady Wahoos, who are 8-0. Clash of the Titans. What do they say? Someone's O has to go. And this is it. I, you know, I'm looking at, you know, the way that Coach mocks, who, by the way, by the way, is the ACC Coach of the Week. Doesn't surprise me there. The first time these Lady Wahoos have been 8-0 in 30 years in the beginning of the season, uh, they're going to uh, they're going to Penn State, uh, playing you know in Pennsylvania, and this will be a great test for the young ladies as well. Playing on the road, another undefeated team in the Big Ten, um, who is kind of going through a resurgence like UVA is. Penn State. Uh, they didn't win that many games. I think they won like 11 games last year, uh, somewhere in there, 11 or 14 games. 
and they're uh, uh, coming in, you know, seven and zero undefeated, and um, and to uh, to climb the the ladder. Uh, one thing is also cool is you know the the Lady Wild who's been eight and zero for the first time in almost fifteen years. They've they got some some votes for the top twenty five. Uh, which is absolutely great. Um, you know, they're getting some notoriety. It's someone's pension out there is doing, and she's just an absolute stellar coach. And her being the coach of the week is nothing new. I, I, I think futuristically, it's not anything that's going to be new. It's going to keep going, going to keep happening. She's going to be the uh, uh, coach of the week a lot more times. But this is her first time getting it. And shout out to Coach Mox and the coaching staff. You know, you also have to, whenever you shout out someone, you got to make sure you shout out the staff as well. Because those coaches, it's like Tony Bennett as well. You, can, you can't just shout out the coach. They got you know, in order to have a team playing at that level, you know, the coach can't be everywhere at once. You have to have a uh, an incredible staff backing you to get the whole team going. And it seems both basketball staffs are great are stacked players you know and uh keep most of his staff there uh, hopefully coach Moss can do the same thing and keep her uh, coaches there as well so but yeah the women uh they play 7 p.m on but is now this is on the you know you're gonna have to pay for this um uh, if you don't have it it's um on the big 10 network um i have direct tv so uh, I have the Big Ten Network channel, but it's going to be on the Big Ten Network, 7 p.m. Uh, and we'll keep you guys up to date on that. I'll be watching that game, seeing how these young ladies continue to progress. Looking to go 9-0. Looking to go 9-0. And shout out to the young ladies doing the doing the thing out there. Cameron Taylor, um, uh, Sam Brunel, Mira McLean. Um, Taylor Valaday, all the ladies doing their thing out there, guys. So this is what we'll do from, from here. Um, I think that we'll uh, – I think I'm going to have to start doing something for the ladies as far as, you know, uh, a, like a full-blown show uh, for the ladies and only the ladies, you know. Like <laughs> maybe I'm some kind of DJ, you know, in doing a, a, a show just to shout them out the women in sports at university of Virginia, which have, you know, typically they've always been stellar. You know, you really haven't had, you know, I mean, the basketball program has struggled um, for a little while, but the women's sports at university of Virginia have always been one of the tops in the ACC and just about anything. And uh, get you guys up to date on you know, some of the things think about the women's rowing team, the women's swimming team, the women's diving team, um, just just great athletes uh, all around. But the women have always done well. Uh, the Lady Wahoo, shout out to all the women uh, sports. I, I, you know, I watched that commercial um, where you have you know, women's soccer as well, can't leave them out, uh, where you have uh, the W, you know, the ESPN, you know, they have all these different ESPN channels. And they have uh, one called ESPNW or website that you can go and check it out. I think there's uh, just such a growing uh, uh, interest in women's sports nowadays. Uh, and, you know, it, it's just about time. 
you know, especially with the advent of, you know, how women's soccer, you know, they're finally getting equal benefits, you know, equal pay for a national team. You know, same thing needs to happen for uh, women's sports in other ways as well. So shout out to the women and we'll keep this thing rolling. Thank you for making Locked On Virginia your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports Today for the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you find your podcast. So yes, everybody, let's get to the the, the big show or, or, or the big uh, sporting event from the past uh, night, past day here. And that is the ACC Big Ten Challenge where you had the University Men's, University of Virginia Cavaliers basketball team go against the Michigan State Wolverines. ACC Big Ten Challenge, the last year for it. Of course, next year, it will be the Cavaliers, excuse me, it'll be the ACC going against the SEC. So we'll see how our teams teams fare playing uh, against the SEC squads starting next year. But UVA pulled off a gritty, and I mean a gritty win, all right, in Ann Arbor with a big-time tough opponent. You're talking Hunter Dixon. You're talking Jet Howard had great games against uh, the University of Virginia. Reese Beekman sprains an ankle and loses his his offensive explosiveness. Still some great defense, still great anticipation, uh, as you saw there. But the game was was everything that you would want as far as a test goes, an early test. You know, going on the road is always the the, the biggest test that you can uh, that you can uh, give a team on the road. Um, Far enough away where, you know, it, it takes a while to get back. It takes a while to get there. Gives you some time to think about it, visualize, uh, you know, kind of picture where you think you want to do in the game. And I was just excited because the way that the team played were down by 11 points at halftime. That's right. UVA was down by points. And, and I said, Coach Bennett, last night, I said he is the master of adjustments. Uh, typically, you know, when they go in and they're losing. Came right back out. Defense started to clamp down. Now, in the first half, um, I will give it to Michigan. They were lights out. They were shooting. I want to say they were 50%. Still wanted almost 50% from three. But um, Jet Howard, which is the son of Jawan Howard, was lighting the team up. And it wasn't anything that, you know, that the team was doing so bad. I mean, they could have you know, um, ran out to close out, to close out uh, on shooters a little better. But he was just shooting everything and making everything. Um, have you noticed that whenever teams play University of Virginia basketball squad, that they always give us their best shot? It's rare that teams, you know, and I know it's based off, some of that's based off of our pace of play because we give teams, you know, the opportunity to uh, to, to stick with us. Uh, because we play so slow, and if somebody gets hot, you know, which it seems like somebody's always getting hot, right? Somebody is 
making threes, you know, that they usually don't make all the time, or they're a shooter and they get red hot. And it's like, man, you know, but it's like UVA is always going to get every team that they play their best shot because teams want to score on this defense. And Jet Howard was absolutely scoring his butt off as far as shooting wise. Big six eight ball handling guard. Um, so, but the real issue was a uh, Hunter Dixon, the seven uh, one uh, big man for them, who just overpowered the team for the most part. Um, he wound up with twenty three points, seven rebounds, and five blocks. He was protecting the rim really well, and you know I, I can't say anything, but you know good things about that guy. He's a great basketball player, um, and like I said, gave our guys trouble, even though we changed the defense up. I mean, he kept our big men in trouble, our, our natural centers, Caden Cedric and Poppy Cafaro. He kept those guys in um, foul trouble. But as usual, when we went to the small big men uh, lineup, big man lineup where you got Jaden Gardner at power forward and, and uh, Bennett Vanderplaus at center, that combination gives us a lot of versatility offensively. I said it in a few, game, few shows ago. You know, when you put those guys out there, you got both guys can shoot. Uh, one can shoot mid-range really well. The other one can shoot long-range. Uh, they can both score on the block. So it just gives this team a a, uh, a type of versatility that's hard to guard on the offensive end. And they play some really gritty, tough defense on the uh, defensive end with those guys. And you, and you pair that with our guy, Kihei Clark, Reese Bigman, who it's officially his team. I don't hear anybody else say anything else. Reese Bigman has officially taken over this team. And then, of course, you got Amon Franklin also uh, playing defense as well. So, so, you know, UVA basketball is back. That was a huge win. That was the biggest win since the uh, Duke game last year when Duke was number seven and they knocked Duke off uh, at Duke, uh, you know, in the middle of the year. So that was a uh, one of those kind of games that, you know, you really had to go on the road, play well or play well enough to win to get back home as well. And this really carried a lot of weight because UVA is up to number three, you know, the number three team in the nation. And if they're number three and I don't want them to look forward or look over the game they have next, of course, guess who they play next? They play JMU. Remember, JMU served them a real cold loss last year uh, and, and really embarrassed University of Virginia, to, to be honest. And UVA has opportunity to give that cold dish right back to them uh, of revenge uh, back to them. So uh, we'll, we'll see how this uh, game plays out. Of course, that game, I'm sorry, they play JMU next week. This Saturday, which is where I'll be, I'll be there uh, at home and they play Florida State. And then they got JMU. So um, Saturday they have Florida State at home and I'll, I'll be there and I live feeds on that as well. But yeah, JMU is next week, but they yes can serve that back at them. But think about it like this. You got um, the five game stretch I was talking about. You got Michigan, Florida state, JMU, Houston, and Miami. Now think about that, you know, so they got the first leg down. All right. So I'm just going to talk about these games as legs. So we got the first leg down. Now we got the second leg going back home. Kid, they pull it off and be undefeated on the end of this. 
which is going to set them up nice and pretty going into the uh, going into the uh, conference play come January. But even if they had one loss, maybe two losses at the end of this five game stretch, maybe maybe we're looking at you know uh, I already know this is a special team based off of how they play and how versatile they are, but. Who's to say, you know, where else they can go? Of course, Houston catapulting. They played uh, my, one of my local teams, Norfolk State today, or, or excuse me, last night as well, and blew them out by 48 or 50 points, whatever it was, and um, you shoot threes. They, they, they can score and defend. Uh, Kevin Sampson, I believe, is the coach. Houston is the number one team. Uh, I'm kind of showing my age here. I remember when uh, Clyde Drexler and, and – uh, you know, they they were uh, just an incredible uh, five slamma jamma, and they were just a great uh, running team. They put up a lot of points. This team is the same way, where they just got a lot of athletes, can uh, put up a lot of points, and we'll see. Um, you know, don't want to look too far ahead, though, but we'll see how this all shakes out. Oh, yes, man. We are, um, you know, excited about where the team is right now. The boys are officially 6-0. and uh, and in that game uh, against Michigan, what balance? They had five guys in double figures. Kihei Clark, the little general, who officially can play off the ball now because Reese Beekman has taken over the main uh, ball handling duties. But Kihei also chips in as well. Uh, he, we don't have to totally defend on him to set up the offense and to score. He kind of does both. And uh, Reese Beekman, who is the unquestioned leader of this team, as far as the – on-court athletic side of the of the of the of the game he hates more of the uh general uh he sets the the mood you know and, and you know has the experience so you kind of have two really strong leaders up top um so you got uh he had 18 points four rebounds five assists i think yeah that's two steals uh a steal uh Jaden gardner and that one steal he had was the best one he had all see all all game which pretty much uh, wrapped the game up. Jaden Gardner had 12 points, 11 rebounds, uh, two steals and three uh, two excuse me, two assists and three steals. Uh, Kane Cedric had 12 points, and Bennett Vanderplas, who came in and kind of changed the whole rhythm of the game for the Wahoos and gave them a big boost off the bench, uh, offensively and defensively, uh, scored 10 points. So you have five guys and 10 points right now. I think Virginia has four guys averaging double figures. Uh, and that, you know, hardly ever happens. Usually you have a couple guys who score most of the points. You have some guys that kind of fill in, you know, uh, with the UVA, but this is one of the versatile teams. I think Tony has had, you know, I was thinking Ryan Dunn would get in there to play against jet Howard, but uh, he played just a few minutes and he got pulled back out. Um, Isaac nearly didn't play as well. And Tane Murray didn't get in, but, uh, Poppy Kafaro did come in, got in some foul trouble, and had to pull him. But Coach Bennett, some of these games you like to really – these tight games, he really likes to keep his rotation tight. And I don't blame him. You know, the man wins for a reason. And it's just great to see, uh, you know, some happiness going around uh, for the University of Virginia and, uh, you know, University of Virginia sports and just in general. So thank you for making Locked on Virginia – your first listen of the day for your second listen of the day check out locked on for the games that matter the most to the biggest sports the biggest 
stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. 